Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Mom Life, the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Listen, I know it's a little late in the week. Usually I, I, I have a new episode ready for you at the beginning of the week, but you know, this week has been, I'm not going to say busy, I'm going to say productive, and productive in a good way. Uh, there's been some personal goals that I've had set for myself, um, and that consisted of a lot of work, a lot of research, a lot of time on the computer, and I was able to hit all of those goals. Um, my fitness goals, kind of getting back into like regularly working out, I did that. There's a couple of goals that I didn't hit. That's okay. Uh, we have a fresh new week starting tomorrow. But one of the things that I committed to was doing a podcast a week at the very minimum. And so someone asked me today, hey, at work, they said, hey, how's uh, the mom life? And I said, man, I didn't record an episode this week. And at first I was just going to brush it off. I said, you know what? This is something that I committed to. And if he's asking me about it, I know there's other people. That's right. You heard it. He. So that means we have some, some male listeners too, not just moms, but... Um, you know, like I said, I was going to brush it off at first, but then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take some time now while I'm home by myself to record this, uh, this episode and, uh, to make sure that I stay consistent and to make sure that I give, uh, the listeners what they want. So here we get, here we are, uh, again, another week, um, today it's going to be pretty exciting. Um, and I think it's going to be good. Um, so stay tuned for episode what is this episode five? Oh my goodness episode five of the hashtag mom life podcast all right before we get started i have to give a shout out to our sponsor the mom's brand i absolutely love this brand not just because it's my own but because so many people absolutely love it they have fallen in love with the mom's brand i had somebody ask me today why don't you make shirts or make merchandise to say dad or son or brother or whatever or uncle and my response was because i'm none of those things i'm not a dad i'm not a i'm not a son i'm not a brother i simply can't relate to being those only because i'm a mom um and because i mean i'm a daughter i'm a niece yes but i can't relate to being a dad and so um however i can relate to being the mom to being a mom so of course that's why we have the mom's brain we have something literally for everybody you know whether you like hats you like shirts uh, we're going to be launching some possibly some jackets soon so that's kind of some exclusive something something working out but i haven't even put that out there yet this is the first time anybody's hearing about it um but yeah check out the momsbrand.com and, and just see what they have for you they always are having specials and you know they'll have something up for mother's day so check it out www.themomsbrand.com Welcome to episode five of the hashtag mom life podcast. Listen, I know it's late. Like I mentioned before, I know it's late, but it's here. It's okay. I know it's late, but it's here. I know I usually do this at the beginning of the week to get y'all's week right. But hey, I want to switch it up and do it on the weekend to get y'all's weekend right. It's, it's Cinco de Mayo. It's a happy time. 
Um, I know you're probably out eating your enchiladas, your fajitas, drinking your your beverages, whatever it is that you're drinking. I, I personally drink water with lemon. <laughs> so after you come back in tonight, tomorrow morning or tomorrow after church, you can listen to this podcast. And so this is just for you. I was thinking about you. I know that you've been planning your Cinco de Mayo out. No, that's not really what it is. Let me keep it real, guys. Let me keep it real. I had I had some things scheduled and, and me and Kyle have been absolutely busy um, doing some things together. And he had a couple of days off this week and we spent some time this week together working on projects. Um, and I've had a new order of spring shirts. So I've just had a lot of stuff going. We've had a lot of stuff going on, even stuff that I didn't mention. And so I just didn't get around to recording the podcast, but it doesn't even matter because it's here. It is here. It is here. So that's all that matters is that it's here. Um, and I'm excited that it's here. I'm excited because I feel like I'm having a conversation, even though it's me talking to myself, I'm having a conversation. So shout out to all the moms. We even have some dads that listen. So shout out to the dads, shout out to the parents, shout out to whoever's listening, whether you, you may not be a mom or a dad just yet, but you might be one day. You never know. And so shout out to you. Shout out to anybody that is listening. This is for you. These messages are pretty universal, but they all tie into being a parent. Amen. So listen, guys, today I want to talk about, um, I know this is a universal and kind of a, uh, uh, how can I say it? Kind of a generic topic, but it's something that I believe speaks so much and it speaks to me so much. And I know that it's it's a common theme and something that a lot of pastors are teaching on. But, and I don't even know how I can wrap this up into one word, but I'm going to wrap it up into a sentence and say, regardless of what you're doing right now, whether you like it or not, that can be the stepping stone for where God wants to elevate you to. Let me elaborate a little bit. So there's a lot of people out there that are listening and you, you may be in a position right now, whether it's at work, whether it's financially, whether it's at home, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's you being a parent and you are absolutely not sure like, okay, what am I even doing? How did I even get in this place? How did I even have a child? How am I even married? Like what the world happened? And I get that. But I believe God puts us all in certain situations for certain reasons. And, I, and I'm a firm believer in that because it may not be where you currently are that God wants you to be. It may be something that God is teaching you where you're at to take you to wherever he plans for you to be. And so that may mean that he needs you in that specific where you're at right now in this specific season so that you can learn something before he's able to elevate you to that next season. Does that does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to some people. And I don't I don't want to go super super deep because I'm not a pastor. I don't claim to be. I don't I don't claim to be like a Bible theologian or anything like that. But that is something that I believe can speak to some to somebody. And I know that there's somebody out there that that probably needs to hear that little piece of encouragement that there may be, may be something right now that you are just absolutely like not sure of why you are there. Like, why does God have me here? 
Why does God have me doing this? Why am I even in this situation? Why am, um, why am I in this job? That's because, uh, God is using that so that he can use that as a foundation before he starts to build something, before he starts to build something else. Think about it like a house. When you have a house, you want something that's on a solid foundation. The same thing with God. Whenever you're starting your, your, your journey on whatever you want God to be the foundation of everything. The same thing with the journey that he has you on right now. He wants you to have a solid foundation. So though it may seem repetitive, it may seem like, it's something that's not making a difference in anybody's life. It may seem like it's, it's, it's redundant. Like it's pointless. Like, okay, why am I even doing this? I'm better than this. I know that God's given me more than what it is that I'm currently doing. However, he is preparing you and he is almost probably, I won't say almost, he's probably testing you to see, okay, what is she capable of? I know what I've put in her, but what is she physically capable of and what is she faithfully capable of? What is she going to do in her own will and then ask me to do the extra four? And so in order for you to be able to get elevated to that next step, you have to make sure that first step is good and secure first. A few, maybe a few months ago now, I was watching an interview with, um, Pastor Stephen Furtick and Bishop T.D. Jakes. And he was talking about his book, Soar, which is incredible. I encourage you to read it and even get the study guide. But I also encourage you to go back and listen to and listen to and watch um, that interview because it's so powerful. And so Pastor T or Pastor Bishop T.D. Jakes was talking about his son and saying that his son, I believe, was getting ready to graduate college. And he asked his dad he said, hey, dad, what if I do all of this? I graduate, I get all of these accomplishments just to find out that this isn't even what I want to do. And Bishop T.D. Jakes simply told him, he said, listen, man, he said, basically, um, if even if you go out and you try and you do something and you find out that it's not what you want to do, it's going to lead you to where you want to go or lead you into what it is that you want to do. And so after I heard that, it really resonated with me because I'm like, God, that right there, that is a freaking word for real. Because so often I think some of us get, especially what, what, what this brings me back to is jobs. So I'll, I'll use myself as an example throughout high school and college. Um, I lived in Atlanta and so I worked at a store called Publix and if you live in Atlanta or Florida or I think parts of Alabama or the Carolinas, um, Tennessee, I believe, different places like that, there's this grocery store food chain called Publix. And Publix is like the Chick-fil-A of grocery stores. If you've ever been to a Publix, you know because you're going to have consistent consistently good customer service they have the best chicken tender sandwiches pretty much the best sandwiches period i mean it's just gonna be incredible their sales are off the chain you can use coupon i mean just 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 craziness well anyways i worked at Publix for seven years and so their number one goal was to make sure that the customer left the store satisfied and so some of y'all are probably like okay what does that have to do with anything keep keep tracking with me so anyways, um, 
working at Publix, they, they were constantly doing trainings and they were constantly, um, incorporating customer service and keeping the customer at the forefront. So even in our trainings, all of our trainings were based on making sure that our customers were satisfied and making sure that our customers were happy and not only making sure that our customers keep coming back, but that we leave a lasting impression with customers because Publix knows that their biggest source of advertisement was word of mouth. And so if you go to any Publix, you know that you're going to have good customer service. They're going to take care of you. You're going to get quality, good quality groceries, etc. Well, fast forward to currently Publix, Publix has taught me so many things as far as customer service. And whenever I do open a traditional business, I'm going to implement so many of their different um, policies and different, just different things that they've taught me over those seven years that I was, it might've been longer than seven years. Well, I'll just say seven years. And so, um, right now as me being, um, I call myself the chief mom officer. Yeah, maybe corny, whatever (laughs) the CMO of the mom's brand. I incorporate those same things that Publix did with, with my current business structure. So yeah, I mean, it may be easier for me to just just completely take that all out of the equation, not interact with customers and just strictly rely on just making sales. But that's not what I want to implement. But who would have known? I knew Publix wasn't going to be a place that I ultimately retired from. I knew that was not going to be my career. I knew it wasn't. But God put me in that situation. And that is what kind of started that train And it's like, okay, I'm still using some of those things that I learned at Publix for my own current business. And it's to the point now to where when I walk into a store, when I walk into a store, I automatically think in my head, my customer service expectation, my customer service standard is Publix. And when I get anything below Publix, I'm often frustrated and to the point, sometimes I'll just walk out of the store. Now, I know that may sound crazy, and I know you're probably thinking, okay, what does this still, I don't understand what this has to do with anything. Publix is where I started. Publix is a place where God handpicked and put me there, because I honestly don't even remember how I got that job. Um, Before I worked at Publix, I worked at a drugstore called Eckerd's, which is now Rite Aid. Records doesn't exist anymore. And I don't even know if Rite Aid still exists, but I worked at Eckerd's and that was just a terrible situation. However, working at Eckerd's, I believe that I met somebody that was a manager at Publix that, um, came into Eckerd's and saw that I actually spoke to people. And that I actually helped them go and find whatever it is that they needed. That was how I ended up at Publix. And now years down the line at Publix, um, Publix has taught me how to be able to use some of those same things in my business. And so God, God, oh man, how he orchestrates things are so crazy. So, well, I won't say crazy how he orchestrates things are so perfect. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what you need for his kingdom. He knows exactly what you need to reach his people, people that need to hear about him, people that need to see his light being shown through you. And so, um, I'm a firm believer in that. It's, it's not always about 
where you start because where you start may not be your destination where you where you start could be the the vehicle or the the tool that gets you to where God wants to take you but unless you start where you start which may be something totally different you won't be able to get to whatever that next destination is because you that the in order to get access to the vehicle you may be able you may have to start in somewhere totally different than where you end up i hope that makes sense to some people cuz that was a that was like a lot and that was kind of layered on last week we 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 kind of talked about um you know just being real and saying you know hey sometimes i'm on the phone more when i should be paying attention to my kids and sometimes I'm I'm doing other things and it's so easy for me to compare my life to somebody else's and say, man, look at what they look at what they're doing or look at what they've accomplished or look at this new house they bought or look at this. All these new things that we uh, equate to, quote unquote, success, being successful. Um, I think if we were to step back for just a second and just look at where we're at now compared to where we started when we started on our journey with God, we will see that he's brought us so much further than when we started. Now, we may be in the same house. We may be driving the same car. We may have the same amount of money in the bank account, if not less, if not more, whatever. But if we take take a step back and look at how our perspective has changed on things, take a look at how we've become a better spouse, take a look at how we've become better parents, take a look at how, um, you know, at first we weren't able to do this and now we are. Take a look back and say, man, look how much my uh, relationship with God has grown. Look at how me and him are so close now and, and just the joy that I have that nothing else could fulfill at first. And it's all because you started where God wanted you to start. And so I, I, I'm a firm believer in that, that um, you have to start where God wants you to start. Like there's no way around it. And I'll tell you this. So... Um, this is, this is how I, how I stopped working at Publix. I actually put in a two week resignation and I haven't shared this story with many people, but, um, it was, so let me take y'all back just a little bit. So I graduated college in 2013. I think I was set to graduate. We'll say June 16th, 2013. I'm not sure. Something like that. Now, <clears throat> Me and my husband were scheduled to get married June 23rd, 2013. So let me tell y'all something really quick. I thought I knew God and I, I had a relationship with him, but now looking back on it, I had more faith then that I believe that I've ever had in my life. And simply because of this right here. So I graduated college June, we'll say June 16, June 17, something like that. And I was getting married June 23rd and our honeymoon, uh, was going to actually be a mission trip to Florida. That's we, that's just what we did. We were like, we're not going to take a honeymoon. We're going to do a mission trip. That's what's, that's what God is calling us to do. So, um, I was sitting in one of my last classes that I had to take. I believe it was video editing where I was learning about Final Cut Pro. And 
I was contemplating going back and forth. I knew that I needed to, to do something else. But for me, um, and this is probably the reason why I haven't had like a nine to five job because I'll get comfortable with that too quick. And God knows that I need to be pushed. And so I was still working in public, still making money, had my own apartment. Mind you, I had my own apartment. So I was paying my own rent, um, <clears throat> all of that good stuff. Well, I was sitting in class and, um, I couldn't concentrate on anything the professor was saying. And I'm like, man, um, I just simply like, was having a conversation with God and I was like, okay, do I need to quit my job? Like what's going on? He had been sucking in my heart for me to quit my job for whatever reason. I don't know why. Mind you, we're getting married in a few weeks and then we're going on a mission trip that costs money in a few weeks. And, um, he told me clear as day. He said, you need to quit your job. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I argue with God. He always wins, but I still argue with him simply, simply for the fact that, <clears throat> I don't know, I guess I'm just bending and want to get it out. I don't know. And so, um, I'm like, but God, how am I going to do that? I'm like, I got all these responsibilities. And it's like, before I could even start telling him what it is that I needed to do, he said, I said, quit your job. And I'm like, I'm not even joking to y'all guys. I was like, okay, God, you win. (laughs) I said, okay, God, you win. He won. I quit my job. I had no idea what I was going to do. I'm in college. I mean, I was barely making enough money to pay rent. So I had not very much saved up. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had a wedding in a few weeks. I had a, a mission trip a few weeks after that and not, don't forget that I was about to graduate college with no real plan, no real plan at all. Like no real plan at all. Mind you, this is, this is my starting point. This is, this is, this is that starting point. Me not, not being able to see the future. And so anyways, so I quit my job. Um, you know, I graduated college, not sure what I'm going to do. I graduated college. Um, then a week or so after that, we got married. Um, and it's crazy how it worked out because I'm not sure where all the money came from, but our wedding was paid for in full. Like I I remember my mom paid for my wedding dress. I found a wedding dress that fit me perfectly. I just had to get minor alterations done to it. Um, and then I remember we went on a mission trip And before we went on that mission trip, the full balance was not paid. We didn't have any money to finish paying it, but the full balance was not paid. But somehow, something, I don't know what happened, that balance was paid in full before we left, and that's how we were able to get on the bus to go on our mission trip to Florida. So that was paid. Mind you, this is just just the journey. So we go on our mission trip and at this point during the, during, um, like the pre-wedding activities, the bachelor party, all that family comes up to Atlanta. And so my brother-in-law and my husband really connected. So, um, my brother-in-law owns his own gym. He's a, he's a personal trainer. He's the one that kicks my butt at boot camp every week. <laughs> and so him and him and my husband Kyle were talking and, Kyle said, okay, you know, he, he, at that point, Kyle was wanting to get into personal training. So we agreed that we were going to come down for a little bit 
and he was going to help him out to some camps. Well, long story short, we ended up moving to, um, we ended up moving to Texas. Mind you, uh, a week after our wedding, we moved to Texas. We didn't have anything. We didn't, we didn't know where we were going to stay. We had one car. We didn't have a lot of money. We may have had a few hundred dollars. Um, we came to Texas. I wasn't working. I, I wasn't even sure where to work. Now we came to Texas. This is where I, where we moved to is where I'm from. We came to Texas. So I still had family here. So we at least had that. We have family here. <clears throat> we stay with my sister for a little bit, but I wasn't working. So anyways, um, I wasn't working. Kyle was working though. However, and, um, Then I got a job at Best Buy. We're working. I was working at Best Buy, all that good stuff. And this is, like I said, once again, this is all a part of the journey. This is not where I'm wanting to be at. I'm not wanting to be at Best Buy at all. I'm like, no, this is, this is not what God has called me to do, but I'm trusting the process. In the middle of that though, Kyle had a client that told him about New Hope. I went to New Hope and I went to uh, the Friendswood campus. And it's funny because now, now thinking back on it, the guy that was running sound that day is actually my supervisor now, Jonathan. But I remember sitting in that auditorium and I told Kyle, mind you, I had never had a lick of live sound training. All my training was in, was in studio recording. I remember telling Kyle, I was like, I can make it sound better than what it sounds like in here. I don't know if I've ever told Jonathan this. I said, I can make it sound so much better than how it sounds in here. And so I went up and I talked to Ben. Ben was leading worship that day. And I told him and I asked him, you know, how could I volunteer or whatever? And I don't remember our exact conversation. He told me, he said, meet me at 288 on this particular day. And so he gave me the campus. Uh, and I remember I got lost going to 288. It took me to like some fire station or something. So anyways, around that time, the Alvin campus was opening. And so this is God lining everything up because I had no idea what God was doing behind the scenes to prepare a place for me to be able to serve and for, for him to be able to put me in a situation. He was taking me through on the vehicle that he provided on a situation that was able to, to get me to my destination. And so anyways, I met Ben and, and he had me go and run, I believe was either a, I think it was one rehearsal and then one service. It was for Howard. And so for those that have been in New Hope for a while, you know that Howard Agnew used to lead worship. Well, he hasn't led worship now in, I don't know, four or five years. That's how long I've been there. I led, I believe one service Mind you, I had no experience in live sound engineering at all, only in studio engineering. I ran one service for Howard, and I don't know if they were desperate or what it was. All I know is God lined it up because Howard sent me a text and said, hey, we need your information so that we could hire you. And I'm sitting here thinking, I've never applied for this position. I don't have any experience for this. I never sent a resume I didn't even, you know, I'm just sitting here in awe of, wow, listening to God and trusting the process and starting where he wanted me to start at Publix, starting where he wanted me to start at Publix has led me to something that is so much greater and in an environment 
where I'm actually able to 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 live a decent life and live a stress-free life and live a life and get paid get paid and be able to still serve him while serving others and that's my job my job is in the field that God told me to go to and I'll go back further as to how I even got in that field on another day because I don't want this to be too long but just trusting that trusting that God has a plan from the beginning. It's not about where you start and even where you start. Sometimes where you start, you may think, okay, what if this doesn't work out? What if it doesn't work out? But trust and believe that wherever you start, if you give that to God, listen to God, pray with God, trust in God that where you start, he's going to make sure that you go to where you need to go to. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight for me. It took I don't know, seven, eight, nine years for, for that to even happen. But look at how it escalated so quickly. I wasn't even qualified for, if you're looking on paper, I'm not qualified to do what it is that I do. I'm not qualified at all to do that, but you know who qualified me? God qualified me all because I started where he wanted me to start. Isn't that amazing? That is so amazing. And it's not too late for anybody. It's not too late. I was listening to um, a pastor by the name of Michael Todd, and he was at Elevation recently, and he had a had a sermon called Marked. And so he was saying that um, when God calls you to do something, He'll have people. He'll send His people for you. When God called me to run sound at that church, I didn't have to apply for it. I didn't have to apply for anything. I didn't send a resume, nothing. All I did was stay faithful and, and, and was obedient to what God called me to do. And I believe that that is a lesson that can be learned and applied to marriage. It can be learned and applied to your relationship with God. It can be learned and applied to being a parent, being a parent by far from me and being a wife are two of the hardest things I am still trying to learn. And I know that it's an ongoing process, but you know what? I keep God at the forefront of everything because I know without him, None of this, I wouldn't be a wife. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a mom. And so I know that I have to keep him at the center of everything. And so I believe that for y'all today. And I believe that for that, whoever needed to hear this today, keep God at the forefront. If you're not sure of where you need to go next, Pastor Michael Todd said this, if you're not sure of where you need to go next, go to the last place God told you to go to. And if you don't know where that place is, you need to, you need to, Start praying more to God. And I know this may seem like, oh, well, I can do it myself. And yeah, we still have to do works. Yeah, I'm not saying you pray to God and then you just literally just stand there and wait. No, unless that's what he's calling to do, you still need to take some action. God will let you know when you're not doing what he what what he has called you to do or what he wants you to do. At least he does that for me. Because sometimes I pray to God and if he's taking too long, I'll go out and do it on my own. And somehow he'll end me, I'll end up right where he wants me to be at. It's just, he orchestrates everything because he knows what's best for us. So I'm, I'm believing that for you. And I'm, I'm hoping that for you going into this new week, that you have a fresh perspective on just trusting God, like literally just trusting God and don't be so consumed and so worried about where you're, where you started, because that's not always where you're going to end. I hope y'all have an incredibly blessed week. 
I'm, I'm still looking for guests. So if you don't mind being a guest on the show, feel free to send me a message. Hey, I just wanted to have a conversation with you. I feel like um, everybody has has a significant story. Are you willing to share it? If you are, send me a message, text me, whatever. Send me a, a an email. Let's talk about it. Let's set up a date or, you know, we can talk on the phone or, hey, I'll buy you a cup of coffee or something. But I'm very interested in hearing your story. I hope that today has blessed you. Um, I know it's blessed me. It's It's almost making me teary-eyed over here thinking about it. But God loves you. And he wants you to know that he has something so much greater in store for you today, guys. Y'all have an incredibly blessed Cinco de Mayo, and I will talk to y'all next week.